coaches. There is a way to increase your impact without becoming a slave to your business. This is Purpose to Profit, where we talk to top industry experts, coaches, and clients about their strategies that will help you do less and make more. And now, here's your hosts. Hey guys, I'm Adam Marquardt. Sandra Garcia here. And today we have with us David Couch, and I'm excited to have him sharing his journey. He originally comes from a Western medicine background. He spent 16 years of his life responding to 911 calls on an ambulance, as well as working for almost two years in a trauma ER where he's been able to see an exceedingly wide array of ailments, illnesses, and disease. Now, as a certified health and wellness coach and strategic interventionist, David has dedicated his life to helping others and decided the best way to accomplish that was to help them remember who they truly are, unlock their true potential, and step back into their own creative power. David, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you guys so much for having me on. This is really cool. You are so welcome. So I want to kick off this particular episode with kind of a deep question. So before the show, we kind of talked about how everyone has these saboteurs that come up, and sometimes that actually prevents us from truly stepping fully into our purpose. And so my question to you is, if you had someone in front of you right now who is kind of struggling with that, self-doubt or, or whatever that saboteur for them is and fully stepping into their purpose, what insight would you give to them? You know, Mass and Kip actually has a great saying, and I, I don't know if I'm going to get it exactly right, but he says that unless you're in mortal danger, fear is an excellent compass showing you which way to go. And I fully believe that. And I think that when you start a new part of your journey, if you start a new career, if you, you know, decide that you're going to move, make a big move, if you're deciding to start a family, whatever it is, you're essentially stepping outside of your comfort zone in order to do that. And a lot of times what happens is your saboteurs from a place of love, because all they're really trying to do is protect you, they start yelling at you and telling you all of the reasons why you can't do this, right? You're not good enough. You're not smart enough. You don't make enough money you don't have the best job, you're not certain in your career, all this other stuff, whatever they're screaming at you. And the whole point of them screaming at you is to get you back into the the center of your comfort zone. And I found that they're their loudest when you're at the edge of your comfort zone, just before you take that, that step over the line into the unknown. Your saboteurs are saying like, hey, we don't know what's on the other side of that line. Come back here to where it's safe. You may be miserable here, but at least there's no surprises, right? And it could be better on the other side of that line, but it also might not be, right? And so they're they're playing the safe game and they're doing it from a space of love. And so what's important for me is to at least recognize and acknowledge that those voices are coming from a space of love. As much as they're trying to hold me back, they're coming from a space of love, trying to protect me. And then holding them tight and loving those feelings, acknowledging that they're there saying, Hey, what's up guys? I'll see you. Thanks for your input. You know, I'm going to do this anyway, because you're so loud. I feel that this is the right way for me to go. And that's awesome. And I love that. And I agree with that hundred percent. I think the thing, there were two cool things that I kind of extracted from what you just explained. The first one was that a lot of times these things come even when you're aligned with like whatever that change is, whether that's yeah. you know, moving or, you know, um, a new job or a new, um, like stepping into it. Like, so something you're aligned with and it's always like right before massive change. Right. And I think that the the cool thing about that is, you know, they're never going to go away. Like, you know, Sandra and I have talked and, and used with our clients, like different techniques to minimize that, to recognize them and <clears throat> minimize them when they're not needed, but right. they'll always be there. You have the control 
control to minimize them down to not run as much havoc in your Man- yeah man- manageable levels. Yeah, yeah. So we you know we've done exercise like that with our clients, but knowing that they're always going to be there and calling it out when it needs to be, but then always like listening to your gut or your intuition because like although something you know right before change these things come up and it might feel uncomfortable, but in your gut you always know if it's the right move. Right. And you know, that's what I tell a lot of people is to get out of your head, get out of your head, get into your heart, because your heart's not going to steer you wrong. You know, your head is, is the place where everything's going to tell you you can't. And your heart is going to be like, yeah, this is the way go here. And it's funny, I, I have to, I get to give Sandra props on this because uh, for a long time, I used to say, well, let me think about that. <laughs> and <laughs> it was always like, I had to logically think and process through things. And then right. for a lot, like for just time and time again, every time she, I said, let me think about that. She's like, why don't you feel about it? And oh, that's, that's great. the thing, like, like we, we get to feel about it. Like, how does that resonate? Am I in alignment with it? Do I agree with this? What does my gut say about this? And I think that that's the thing. Like sometimes big decisions can't be solved logically, but your gut knows that it's the right move. Right. And that's where sometimes when you start to feel about it, you're like, I really am in alignment with this. So I'm just, I'm going to move forward with it anyway. Yeah. And you know, I always ask my clients, does your energy expand or contract when you think about doing this? right? Do you feel like when you think about doing this move or doing this thing that's making you go outside of your comfort zone, do you feel like you contract into a little ball or do you start to feel really expansive? And if you start to feel really expansive and your energy is expanding, then go that way because that's that's your heart saying, yeah, this is the way over here. I love that. And that's such a good tool for awareness. And like you said before, just acknowledging what's coming up and allowing your heart to guide you in the right direction. That's your compass. That's your true north. So you said moving towards things that make you feel more expansive. What are some of the things that make you feel your biggest? Helping, contributing beyond myself. I've always felt called to help people. And looking back on my career, for the majority of my adult career, I've dedicated my life to helping people. And on the ambulance, it's just, it's always felt like it wasn't enough. I didn't reach people on a deeper level, right? I could help them in their physical state. I didn't really get a chance to help them, you know, where you can really make changes. And so thinking about helping people on any level at all, whether it's just helping someone across the street with their groceries, or whether it's helping someone move or whatever, being selfless and being in service to others is, it's so huge for me. That's awesome. I think that, you know, there are so many coaches who are, or people who are, have an interest in coaching that maybe haven't fully stepped into it, but like it all revolves around that same desire to help people usually on a deeper level. And so it's interesting that you say that because I think that sometimes we're like, we feel called to do this thing. And then, you know, back to the saboteurs, it's like, there's always things that will hold us back like right. or, or try to. And so I think that it's funny that these two, these two things go hand in hand, you know, talking about like <clears throat> what holds you back and also what, you know, helps you to feel your biggest, like these are things that, are in alignment. It's like, you know, I want to help people, but then sometimes the saboteurs come up that, that try to hold me back from that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of times it's stuff that we all get, you know, it's like, well, I can't do what I really want to do because I won't make it, I won't make enough money or I can't do what I really want to do because of X, Y, and Z. And we use those as excuses to just to not follow our heart. And even though it's talking about a future that doesn't even exist, you know, that you're sitting there and you're saying, well, I'm not going to be able to do this because I won't make enough money. Well, you don't know because you haven't actually tried to do the thing. You know, and the more that you get into alignment with what you're working to create for yourself, the more you, that you get into alignment with 
everything around you and step back into the natural flow of the universe, the universe is going to help you find a way. You know, it's conspiring in your favor. It's never conspiring against you. And that's what I think a lot of people don't get because they see the stuff that's right in front of their face and all the negativity gets shoved like right in front of their face. And you have to go, okay, yeah, I see you and I'm going to follow my heart. I'm going to move you aside and I'm going to have faith and I'm going to step into the knowing that I am infinitely taken care of always. And that's what's funny just hearing you say that like if you go into something with a certain mindset or belief or, you know, even just not positive energy, like that's what's going to almost be like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like yeah, that's, if you that's go into create. Yeah, if you go into something saying I'm not going to make enough money, I'm not going to make enough money, like that's what you're focusing on, that's what's going to happen. And yeah. I feel like there's a lot of people who get stuck in that loop because honestly, they're probably playing too small and they're yeah. doing things that aren't on the level that they deserve. So yeah, if you're charging $100 a month, you might never physically get to 10K a month if you're doing one-on-one coaching. Like it just, right. it doesn't make sense, you know? And so yeah. I think that it's about <laughs> the energy and the belief of, of what happens when you go into something. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like that saying energy or yeah, energy flows where focus goes. You know, I had someone tell me the other week, well, today's going to be a shit day. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and, and so it is, right? And so um, it is. Yeah, and it's just, you know, what do you decide to create for yourself, you know? Right. I'm a firm believer that we're authors of our own experience experience. And so our self-talk, our thoughts, our rough drafts to our story and the things that we're speaking, those are chapters in our book. And so if you're saying this is going to be a shitty day, guess what? You just made it a shitty day. You declared exactly. it. And, exactly. and now that's exactly what you get into your experience. Yeah. So, and I think also where people get lost is if they say that today is going to be a good day and then they have things happen to them that would like contradict that, they give up. Instead of saying, oh, well, here's an opportunity for me to prove that today is going to be a good day. And then that's when you actually do the work and you make today a good day. I love that. Yeah. Broadening your perspective and challenging yourself to, like you said, it's an opportunity for you to reframe. Because if you declare it's going to be a good day and it's not, then all of a sudden you're going to start looking for proof that it's not a good day and I was wrong as opposed to, well, what about my day is still good? Yeah. So I love everything we've been talking about. And anyone who's listening that's trying to lead a more heart based life, like what tips would you have to kind of set them on their own journey? Because that's going to mean something different to everyone, right? You talked about getting into alignment with the universe and that we're infinitely provided for. And I'm 100% a believer in that. I experience it every day. There's there's an abundance around us and we it's our inherent right. So we have access to that, but there's we have to be willing to receive everything that we deserve. So anyone that's looking to start living a more heart-based life, what would you tell them? Like what are some tips to kind of help them along their path? I would say the biggest thing is to just be present. So many people aren't present. And it amazes me the things that can happen when you become present because, you know, as if you're feeling guilt, you're living in the past, right? If you're feeling anxiety, you're living in in the future. And that's usually where people tend to live is one of those two places, guilt or anxiety. Neither one of those places exists anymore. So the only place that exists and is real is right now, right here, right now in the present. And from this space, literally anything is possible. You can create anything from the space of being present and being open. That's the other thing. A lot of people aren't open. They have specific ideas about things, specific things that might make them happy, right? 
if I just had that car, then I would be happy. If I just get this job and make this amount of money, then I would be happy. But how many people do we all know or how many times have we experienced ourselves that once we get that thing, as miserable as we used to be, right? Because we're focused on the thing as opposed to the feeling. And so I would say focus on the feeling first. How do you want to feel? And if you're thinking, well, if I just get that car, then it'll make me happy. Think about how that car would make you feel, Mm. right? And then get really, really in touch and present with the feeling that you're looking for, the feeling that you're shooting for, that you're working to create for yourself, and then take off the blinders and say, however that shows up, I'm game. And it, what that does is it, it opens you up to so many more possibilities, so many more opportunities that are going to help you create the actual experience that you're looking for. Absolutely. And I love, I love that talking about, you know, not focusing on the past or the future because we can't control either one of those. And it's funny because whenever like I talk to somebody, you know, whether it's a client or whether it's a friend or whatever, and they're talking about something that they're worried about or they have anxiety about or, or, you know, whatever, it's like, all right, cool. Here's what you need to go do. You get to write down all of these things and separate them into two columns. One, the things you can control, things you right. can't control. So right. then go do the things you can control and, you know, surrender and let go of the things you can't control. Exactly. And, also, in regards to living in the present, it's funny because we just got back today, my wife and I, and so if you're listening, you can't see this, but for you guys, I've got a sign here and it says gratitude. It turns what we have into enough. That's awesome. And I think that like this is something, this, I mean, it is something that we're going to be hanging in our house, but I think that this is something that like speaks volumes for like when you're living in the present, like be grateful for what you have and then it, everything becomes enough because hearing you talk about like, if I only had X, Y, Z, I would be happy. And I think that so many people get caught up in that chase of if I had this, then this. And it's yeah. like, yeah, but what about like all you had now? Because my experience with a lot of people is like, say five years ago, they were at a certain place. And, and five years ago, they said, you know, I want this car. I want this house. I want this and this and this, right? So then five years later, they get all those things. And then they right. say, well, it's not enough. I need this and I need this and I need this and I need this. But it's like, well, five years ago, that was exactly what you wanted. And now you have it. it's still <laughs> not enough. So when is it ever going to be enough? Yeah, it's not. It's yeah. not until, yeah, until you step into gratitude. And you know, that's like that saying, it's not about having everything you want. It's about wanting everything you have. Absolutely. Right. I absolutely agree. Like gratitude definitely is a cornerstone and it's my superpower. Like I experience the abundance around me because I'm open to receiving it, but also because I'm grateful for what I already have. And that's what I focus on. A lot of people focus on what they don't have. And so what you focus on grows. And so then you start seeing more of what you don't have as opposed to what you already have. And so when you feed the things and the people and the circumstances in your life with that love and that gratitude, that's the highest vibration in this universe, then it expands. Yeah, and it's so easy to to look at all of the stuff that you don't have because that's the stuff that's like right in front of your face. That's the stuff that we've been conditioned to look at and to focus on. You know, I know that growing up, my parents, you know, one thing that I always heard was, oh, I don't have enough money, right? I don't have enough money to do this. I don't have enough money to do this. So now that I've adopted that belief. And when you start to create or start to work to create abundance for yourself, it's challenging, nigh impossible to create massive amounts of abundance from a space of lacking, mm-hmm. right? And so the more that you focus on, on what you have and, and the more you focus on what you're grateful for, you're not coming from a space of lacking anymore. You're coming from a space of abundance and what you're doing is creating more abundance 
in the space that you're already in. And it's so much easier to make that happen. Absolutely. And I love that. And just even to your point about like your beliefs and the things that we're, you know, either taught or conditioned or, you know, trained upon, whether it's through parents or, you know, society or school, like those things can be, can actually hinder you. And when somebody's actually trying to teach you, you know, a positive lesson, their intention behind it is pure. They're, you know, they think that they're helping. Um, it can actually create that mindset of lack or that scarcity mindset or, or things that are, you know, limiting beliefs. And while it's not something they may have intended to do, it's, it's now there. <laughs> And you, yeah. you deserve to recognize that and break through that because, you know, I'm sure almost everybody can relate to the phrase of, well, money doesn't grow on trees, right. you know, and that while so, well, it's, it's paper, yeah, yeah. it does <laughs> grow on trees, it's some paper, they argue, argue that the, the logical side of that, I think that there, there's a lot of symbolism that goes behind that, that makes it seem like, well, money, you know, obtaining money is hard or can't come easily and all of those things. And so I think that it's, it's just rewriting old stories. Yeah. To your point of your beliefs, it's like your beliefs create your thoughts, which create your actions. So if you're not happy with your actions, go back and look at your beliefs. Exactly. Yeah. It's, you know, for some reason we've made money a separate entity, you know, we've made money, we've made money, this living thing. Right. And all it is, is just when you get money, it's just an exchange of energy. Absolutely. You know, and so when you think of it that way, there's tons of money to be made out there. Mm -hmm. There's not like a lack of money. You just need to figure out how to get in alignment with yourself and what and with what your soul wants, your heart wants. Everything else is going to fall into line. Absolutely. And it's funny you say that because sometimes people, when I'm talking to them about like money as a, like, it's essentially a resource. It's a tool to get what you want. And, and like you said, you know, it's a positive exchange of energy. And what's funny is that if you, like, if you look at it, it is arguably the most abundant resource on this earth. And, and, and when people argue that with me, I'm like, all right, walk down the street yeah. and ask somebody for some form of money, whether it's a penny, a dollar, a hundred dollars, they probably have some amount. And now you walk down that same street and you ask them for a bottle of water, how many people are going to have water, right? Right, exactly. It's just like, it's all about like your perception and your relationship around it and what you perceive to be true. Right. I love what you just said, Adam. And it really puts things into perspective when you put it in that way. Another thing, it's like, what can't you find out in the street? And like, what's something that may not be as abundant? Like you said, it's the easiest resource to come about, right? There's a circulation of money that's flowing. Health, like you can have all the money in the world, but if you have some kind of disease, dis-ease or condition, no amount of money in the world, you can't pay cancer to go away. (laughs) You can't do that. And so if you look at it that way, it's like money is the easiest resource to come about. But finding unconditional love with a partner. So something kind of popped into my head and and I want to honor it as we were all talking about gratitude and health. Coming from just like the ambulance and health coaching, like what do those two things have in common? Like you've always been in service for humanity, like you've, and it's interesting how it's manifested in different ways in your life. But if you had to take a step back, like what do those two have in common? Um, I think the biggest thing that jumps out at me is that in both fields, I get to work with people at their most vulnerable, which I think is really cool. Because if you ask me, you know, people keep saying, well, I'm 
I can't be vulnerable because it shows I'm weak. And, you know, I think the exact opposite. Like if you want to be a badass, then you be vulnerable because that's you saying, hey, this is me. This is all I got. This is everything I am. Take it or leave it. There's nothing I can do about it. Right. And switching over to the EMS side of things, you know, a lot of times it's people at their most vulnerable emotionally and physically. You know, and in both fields, they look to you for some kind of guidance, right? You're like, I've gotten myself into this situation, don't know what to do, help me figure this out. And I think that's that's how both of those are the most the most similar for me. Absolutely. And I love that. And even back to just your point, I think that this is something that you and I actually talked about on one of our, you know, first times meeting was about how like being vulnerable as a man, it's not something a lot of people do. It's not something that we talk about or that we put out there because like you said, vulnerability equals weakness. And that's a tough place to be. But I'm seeing a lot more guys who are just kind of stepping up and speaking their truth and being kind of aligned with like, hey, like this is who I am. And you and I kind of joked about like, yeah, you know, we like talking about all of the, for lack of better words, locker room stuff like everybody else. But at the same time, like there's, you're allowed to have deeper conversation just because you're a guy doesn't mean you're not allowed to feel, you know? Yeah. I love talking about my feelings. I love it. And I'm telling you the the second that I decided, you know what, I'm just going to be vulnerable as much as possible every day from here on out. My life became so much easier because I'm not trying to gloss over shit. I'm not trying to say, hey, no, I'm really this guy, but I'm acting like this, right? I don't have to be someone that I'm not. I'm just like, hey, this is me. And I found that it actually attracts a lot more people when you do that, because you're just your true self. You're stepping into your truth and you're like, hey, this is who I am. And things have just become so much easier. Relationships have become so much easier because you're just so open and you have you know, great communication and open communication. And you honor the things that come up for you. And, and you know, we've, we've lived in a day and age where up until, you know, this point in time, everyone is like, oh, you're a so-and-so. I don't know what I can say and what I can't say on the show. But um, as far as guys go, you can't be vulnerable because if you do, that makes you weak. And then everybody's going to pounce on you. But now, like I said before, I think that showing your vulnerability and being vulnerable, is, it makes you so much more of a badass because not everybody can do it or not everybody chooses to do it, right? You're stepping outside the norm and you're, you're getting outside of your comfort zone by doing that. And I think that makes you a badass. I agree a hundred percent. It takes courage. Yeah. It really does. So you talked about how much of a difference being vulnerable, owning who you are and like speaking your truth has, has made in your life. And even your relationships, like where were you before and where are you now? Like, how does that look like? Oh man, before I was in a, I was in a really dark space. I would say that my spiritual journey started somewhere 12 to 15 years ago. And I had a couple knee operations. And because of that, I was off of work for almost a couple of years. And I wasn't seeing anyone at the time. And you get a lot of chances to think when you're stuck on the couch doing nothing by yourself. And there was a lot of stuff that I was coming to the realization about, you know, about myself that I just didn't, I wasn't happy with. And it could have gone down a really dark path. And my dad, a long time ago, gave me the book Conversations with God. And, you know, at first I didn't, I didn't want anything to do with it because I thought it was about organized religion. And, you know, that's just not my bag. So I sat down and I started reading this book and it changed my life forever. And it was every single thing that I was feeling, everything that I didn't know that I was feeling and everything that I couldn't express myself because I didn't know how to. It was all in this book and it started my spiritual journey. And from that point on, I've just been on this path of doing whatever I can to get more information right? Because it's like, I just want to gobble it all up. 
And because of that, because of that book and then getting married and then, and then having a kid and then going through a divorce and then becoming a single parent, that caused me to look at a whole lot of things in a different light that I wouldn't have been able to look at the same way had I not started that journey. And so because of, of all of the work that I've done from then until now, I've done a, a complete 180, a complete 180. The person that you'd be talking to then was very upset, very angry at the world, you know, has a, a really big why me attitude, you know, the world owes him a living. And being able to now use the tools that I've gotten from education from my personal coach, it's just made such a world of difference because I've been able to shift perspective. I've been able to see things from a different angle. I've been able to stop putting meaning on things that don't need to have meaning, right? I can tell what's mine and what is someone else's, which is, I think, really big for a lot of coaches. And so I'm in such a much better place now than I was back then. It's huge. It's complete transformation. Yeah. You practice with the practice. Every coach has a practice. They definitely need to practice what they preach. And so you've, you've lived through it. You've experienced it. And so I think that that's really important. So you talked about conversations with God, which that book was handed to me randomly at a wedding, mm. <laughs> of course. Lucky you. <laughs> After a very deep conversation, because like you, I love to connect on a deep emotional level. Like I, I don't know yeah. how to have surface level conversations. So I have such a large capacity. And so I'm, I'm living there in the roots. And so I'm so blessed to attract even strangers, when I'm out and about, I have all of these incredible transformational <clears throat> conversations for both parties with complete strangers. And it's because I've opened up my eyes to really experience life for what it is instead of what I think it should be. So yeah. every moment I'm awake to it, that this day could be every moment. It All it takes is one, one thought, one second, one person to completely change your entire life. And that person is you in the mirror, but there's other people that also can help and will help along the journey. So yeah. I wanted to ask you, since this was such a catalyst for you personally, like what was your biggest takeaway from that book? That we have more control over things than we think we do. A lot of us tend to just sit back and be like, okay, well, what's life going to bring me today? You know, I have no control over what it is. It's a crapshoot. I hope it's good because I'd like to have a good day. Come on, life. And being able to, uh, one of the biggest things for me was to, was to learn to take responsibility for my part in things. You know, any situation that I'm in, in life, I played a part in getting there, right? And it's really easy to just be like, hey, that guy did it to me, or that person did it to me, or I'm this way because of these people. And it's rare to come across people that really own and acknowledge what their part is in how they got to where they are. And the book, it talks a lot about that, actually. I mean, it talks about everything, but I think that was my biggest takeaway is that I have a lot more control over my life than I thought I did. And how I respond to people, how I respond to situations, to experiences, as opposed to reacting, you know, how I can shift perspective to see things in a different light. You know, all of those tools have played such an instrumental part in me becoming who I am today. And I'm still working. You know, I don't claim to be a master. I'm still human. I still have all the same thoughts, feelings, emotions, angers, frustrations. It's just now that I have these tools, I'm able to deal with, with all of these thoughts and feelings in a much healthier, productive way. Wait, David, you're still human? You should have told us that before we invited you on this show. You didn't know that? I thought this was human purpose of profit. <laughs> the, the human version. This is not the human version. No, no, that airs tomorrow. David, God darn it. 
Well, this is awkward, guys. <laughs> no, I love that. It's so, so, so powerful what you just shared that we have more control over our experience than we understand and taking responsibility for our own actions and how we respond to things. Things are not just happening to us, or maybe they are like, what is it that we want to happen and take matters into our own hands. And it's, it's such a fine balance because it's like this beautiful dance and ebb and flow of like this making shit happen and then allowing things to happen and unravel yeah. on their yeah. own. Yeah, allowing can be really hard because a lot of us need, you know, we place certainty at the top of our list of basic human needs. And the funny thing is that nothing is certain, except that everything is uncertain. <laughs> what's certain so, in your life, David? What's certain in my life? The fact that everything is changing. Mm. I'm certain in myself. I'm certain that whatever I go through, I know that I will always be here for myself. That's where I get my certainty from. Because you can't control other people. You can't control what they're going to do. You can't control what they're going to say. A lot of people think that they have control over other people, but it's really those people just allowing them to have control. And that can change at any given second, right? right? So, I mean, nothing is certain. And that's really hard for people to hear who have control issues, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have always felt the need to just be in control over everything that's going on with me. And it's been, it's been quite a journey to you know, let that go. I'm still working on it. But like I said, I have these amazing tools and I've set up this really great support system that's able to call me out on my shit. That's awesome. And be like, and be like hey, no, you're doing this thing again. And I <laughs> go, okay, all right, well, let me take responsibility. It doesn't feel good, but let me take responsibility for it. And then I can move forward from there. I love that. It reminds me of that quote. I don't know who said it, but it was basically the only thing constant is change. Yeah. And, and once we accept that, then we become empowered. Yeah, I saw this great meme that said, relax, nothing is under control. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> so along the lines of the meme, if you were a meme, what would it say? What is your life motto? What's something stop that it. you could... Stop it. That's it. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> there is the most amazing skit uh, that Bob Newhart did when he was on Mad TV years ago where he played a therapist. And um, his client comes into the, the office and starts telling him about her issues. And he's listening to her really quickly. And he says, okay, I'm going to give you some advice. Are you ready? And she says, yeah. And he says, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, excuse me? And he says, well, are you happy thinking about this? And she says, no. And he says, well, stop it. And it's just, it consistently reminds me to get out of my head. Stop thinking so much, right? Go into my heart, start feeling. So I think my motto is just stop it. Stop it. <laughs> That's I awesome. love it. And if I love guys, it. Adam? If you guys haven't seen that, please Google it. It is hysterical. <laughs> I, I have seen it, and I, I've literally watched it and shared it with probably dozens of people because it, it is literally one of the funniest things that I've seen from that time. So Yeah, I think it's, I think it's a lot more profound than people realize because I think she was talking to him about having a fear of being in a coffin or being in enclosed spaces or something like that. And he's like, well, are you in one? And she says, no. And he says, well, stop it. <laughs> 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 I'm cracking up over here because Adam, <laughs> you actually sent that to me and I was dying, like rolling on the floor <laughs> laughing. Yep. Stop it. And you're like, can we, is this how we're going to approach like our clients? Or I forgot what you said, but I was dying laughing. I think yeah. we should. Yeah. I've, I've done it a couple times. I've gotten to a point where they're just not listening and I'll be like, okay, you know what? Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> 
Oh, this is awesome. I appreciate you so much, David. As we wrap it up, I'm just curious, like anything that you want to leave the listeners with, like the best piece of advice that you've ever received, a book which you've already mentioned, conversations with God, <clears throat> something that will help them along their journey to live like a more heart-based life and in alignment with their purpose. I think the biggest thing for me is everything that we just talked about. I think the biggest thing that you can do, at least to start, is to just get really present and get out of your head. Do whatever you need to do to get present. There are these things called PQ reps. I don't know if you guys have heard of those. I want to look those up. But it's basically focusing on one of your senses for 10 seconds. And, you know, you can rub your fingers together and get really, really present to, you know, how moist your skin is or how dry it is. Or maybe get to the point where you can feel the ridges of your fingertip and things like that. Or, you know, listening to something closing your eyes, sitting at the beach or sitting at the park or something and just listening to all of the things going on around you, listening to the kids playing, birds chirping, people's footsteps running by, whatever it is, just get present. And once you get present, you can lose or at least quiet all of the voices in your head from the past and all of the voices that are coming from the, the future that doesn't even exist yet. And from that space of presence, literally anything is possible. You can create anything from that space. And so I think that would be that would be my biggest tip is to just get present. That's powerful. So I challenge the listeners, if you're driving, please don't do this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you're in a safe space, I want you to stop everything that you're doing and become present, like David said, to one of your senses for the next, you said 10 seconds, but I'd say for the 30 yeah. seconds. Just really get grounded with what is and see what comes up from there. I think that's really powerful and often looked over the power yeah. of presence. Adam and I are, I'm rereading and Adam's reading the book by Eckhart Tolle, The Power of Now. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's all it talks about. So I appreciate you so, 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 so much. Likewise. Thank you guys both for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to go ahead and post all of your social media handles, your website and your full bio. So feel free to check that out in the notes and we look forward to the next time, David. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you guys. Thank you, David. Absolutely. Take care. You too. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I know that you could be anywhere doing anything, but I'm incredibly grateful that you decided to spend your time with us. We hope that there were some valuable pieces that you took away from this. If you want to catch more of our episodes, then go right now and subscribe. And remember, wherever you are on your journey, keep going and never quit.